It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For the third straight year, we see the Cincinnati Bengals and Tennessee Titans play in Nashville. The Bengals looking to right the ship. The Titans looking to get back to 2-2. Two and two. Which team will do it? Let's dive into Crossover Thursday. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that means that two shows, Locked On Bengals, where I'm Jake Lisko and he's James Rapine, and Locked On Titans, where Tyler Rowland joins us today. We'll dive into a week four matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals on the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can subscribe to each of these shows on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. That makes it very easy to become part of that first listen club who makes Locked On their first stop in the podcast world every day. And the everydayers who don't miss an episode of these wonderful podcasts focused on your favorite football team. And this episode of Crossover Thursday, as always, brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Guys, we always start these crossover Thursdays with the biggest stories for both teams. And Tyler, let's start with the Tennessee Titans, the home team, for the third straight year. And I know there was a playoff contest in there, so it's not just a quirk of the schedule. But I keep coming back to this. Three straight years, Tennessee gets to host this game (laughs) against the Cincinnati Bengals. What's the biggest story in Nashville? Is this the end, the beginning of the end? Or the end of the end, maybe, is really what I need to say. Uh, Where the Titans are at right now as a team, I think there's a big question this week of are the Titans truly going to have to pull Ryan Tannehill and give up their chances of winning? And from the outside, it's easy for other NFL teams and fan bases to say, yeah, the Titans should have been tanking all along, blah, blah, blah. And I honestly agree with you. But for the Titans to admit that organizationally and pull Ryan Tannehill out and go to one of the young guys – that would be pretty surprising to happen this early. But if you get beat by Joe Burrow on one leg in your building, again, like you said, for a third straight year, and I mean the Titans have never beaten Joe Burrow, not once in his career. Um, If that happens and you go to one and three and Tannehill looks bad again, which it hasn't been all Ryan Tannehill's fault, and I'm sure we'll get into all of those different things, but – if it looks bad again and the Titans are one and three, they're going to have to seriously consider making some changes. And that's obviously the biggest storyline for the Titans going forward is, will they look that bad? Because if the Titans could do the opposite, if the Titans could finally slay the Joe Burrow dragon for the first time <laughs> in his career, they could get a win over a team that has made the Titans look bad and has their number, quite frankly, from a schematic standpoint, the Bengals know exactly what the Titans are going to do, which they just saw last week in Jim Schwartz in Cleveland, who knows 
a good deal about the Titans. So for the Titans to get this win, that would be huge in the other direction. So it's a big crossroads for them early in the season, and that's the biggest storyline is what team is this? Yeah, for the Bengals, and you referenced it, Tyler, a few times, Joe Burrow. It's it's can they continue or, or at least tread water? They did on Monday night, but now mm-hmm. short week, keep their head above water, stay afloat, get back to 500 in a six-day span after starting 0-2 for a second straight year mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow. You, you mentioned Slay the Joe Burrow Dragon, so I'll use a wing reference with one <laughs> wing. I mean, he's he's clearly not going to be 100%. I think short week, that matters. I asked him about that after the game. He said he didn't really think about it when making a decision about Monday night. But, man, we're already doing crossover Thursday right now. I think it's <laughs> – yeah. It, it, you feel the short weeks just covering the team. And so playing in games, having to deal with a Titans defensive front led by Jeffrey Simmons, all of those things that we can talk about, I, I think that's the, the question here in Cincinnati. And that's the question for, for – a Bengals team that entered the season with as high of hopes and expectations as they've ever had in team history, 56 years. This is their 56th season. I don't think it's ever been this high from an expectation standpoint. And so we get it. They're banged up. They're not playing their best. Their franchise guy is, is playing through it and had a, I thought a great effort on Monday, especially looking back, he he played pretty well. But can he do it again and continue to do it when now the Titans know, all right, he's definitely limited and this offense is going to look a little bit different, maybe a lot different than what some expected coming into this season. Certainly when you looked at this game on the schedule a few months ago, it was like, oh, this could be a really tough one where the Bengals are going to spread it out and push it downfield. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that. So how healthy is Joe Burrow and can they stay afloat? That is the story going into Sunday for the Bengals. I've got a couple of commonalities that are borne out when you look at just some very surface level stats with these teams. They've both played the Browns this year. Mm -hmm. Titans very recently. The Bengals lost 24 to three Titans, 27 to three. Correct. The teams are both one and two. They've both given up 67 points this season and the Bengals have scored one more point than the Titans this season, 46 to 45. So on the surface, without digging deeper into the trajectory of these franchises (laughs) or the causes for either of these things. No context. Very similar teams in these few very surface level stats. I think that all of us as as folks who watch football pretty, pretty regularly and have seen these two teams pretty regularly over the last few years know that uh, these teams are not the same. Um, there is hope for the Bengals to get out of that rut with the talent that they have. The Titans don't have that talent. So it it's kind of, we're going to need to see something miraculous from the Titans for them to, to, to stay in the same conversation with the Bengals as the season goes on. But yeah, early on, both teams have been struggling for sure. It's just about who can rattle out of that. And I just, I just my big concern is the Titans don't have the personnel to get out of that. And we know that the Bengals do. But the question is, for me on the outside looking at the Bengals, how can Joe Burrow get healthy while he's continuing to play? And if he doesn't get healthy and get them out of this new version of their offense, then what is the ceiling? I think that, that that's, you know, at least from my outside, that's that's what I'm wondering is when does he get healthy? Can he get healthy as the season goes on? Yeah, I think it's going to be a slow 
process where you, he really mentally, and I know he's approaching it this way, week to week, find a way to be ready on Sunday or Monday or whatever day they play, and then figure it out after that and, and slowly get a little bit better and a little bit better. And we'll see. We'll see if he can do that. That is a, a big thing to take on. And the, the downside is you're right. He, he might have to deal with this all season long, but is it, is that worse than him being shut down for six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks, yeah. which it, it could take up to that long to get him completely right. And the, even then there's no guarantee. Like I, I think that they're making the right decision here, but it is, it's one of those things I think we're going to be talking about. And, and Jake and I are going to be watching that right calf every practice, every day. I, for the foreseeable future, whether we like it or not. And man, that that's uh, that's something, if you're Jeffrey Simmons, if you're this Titans defensive front, you're certainly looking at, because he didn't move much on Monday night. And, and I think that's probably going to be the case for a bit longer. It's one of those things where Burrow said this after the game, every day he doesn't make it worse is a day that it can get a little bit better. And it will be a slow process. And Brian Callahan on Wednesday said that Burrow being injured is not an excuse for this offense that expects to still be playing at a much higher level than we've seen from them so far this season. Coming up next, guys, let's get into some of those matchups. We'll dive beyond the surface level statistics and similarities between these teams I just referenced. We'll do that next. Today's episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Harry's. And no matter why you shave, whether it's cleaning up your neckline like Tyler and I or going to a baby face like James Rapine, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you'll love. You can get a starter set, which is a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. What does it include? You get a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just $3. And you can schedule delivery for refills for as low as $2, about half of what you pay for other blades. They've got creams, washes, lotions that'll keep your skin healthy and hydrated and make their own blades in Germany that will stay sharp. And guys who've tried it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. No reason not to try Harry's. They've got the highest customer satisfaction rating in the shaving industry. And like I said, $13 value starter set for just $3 right now at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers here in Cincinnati. And yes, I love Matt Schultz and Schultz Jewelers. If you're looking for the perfect diamond for her, maybe you're thinking of popping the question. Maybe you just want to get her some earrings or a custom piece that is unique to her. Well, Schultz Jewelers is going to be able to guide you in the right direction. And you're talking about a, a jewelry store that has been in place and in existence for over 70 years. Matt Schultz is a diehard Bengals fan, loyal listener to Locked On Bengals. And so he's going to steer you in the right direction, ask you the right questions, and make sure that you go home happy without hurting your wallet. They have lab-grown diamonds, so you can get a dream ring for her without hurting your wallet, whether you want a unique custom design, top-rated permanent jewelry, earrings, 
necklaces like Chad Johnson during the Ring of Honor ceremony on Monday night. Regardless, they have you covered. And they're at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky. You can check them out online as well at schulzdiamonds.com. That's schultzdiamonds.com. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Jewelers. All right, guys, let's dive in to some matchups here. And Tyler, what are you looking at as the biggest matchups in this contest? For me, the biggest one is the Titans offensive line against the Bengals defensive line. Um, not only because the Titans offensive line simply hasn't been very good, um, at least certain parts of the Titans offensive line have rendered it into not being very good, but also because the Bengals schematically understand how to attack what the Titans like to do. The Titans are an outside zone run team, but if that's not there, they like to go inside zone. And a lot of the times when teams stack the line of scrimmage and bring their linebackers up to the line of scrimmage um, and kind of run, it, it's almost like uh, the 6-1 but then they bring an additional person and it's almost like a six man front with two guys behind it. The Bengals like to stack the line of scrimmage against the Titans. And what they do is they dive in behind the Titans double teams. So the Titans like duo inside zone. We're not having that debate right now that can wage on forever, but there are two double teams up front for the Titans and what the Browns were doing and what the Bengals have been doing for a few years is kind of sneaking their defensive ends and pinching their defensive ends in and sliding behind those double teams. And you're just getting straight penetration into the backfield and the tight ends can't help but let the defender cross their face. There's no way they can make that block. So the Bengals are just coming downhill and something Jim Schwartz said last week after the win against the Titans was stop the run on your way to the quarterback. And that's what the Bengals have been doing to the Titans for years. And Schwartz knows it because he was there watching it happen to the offense on the other side of the ball. So he knew exactly what to do. And the Bengals were the ones doing that early on. So it's just so much pressure coming down against the Titans tight ends and the Titans offensive tackles trying to stop so much penetration at the line of scrimmage. If the Titans offensive line doesn't have a better plan and they don't have a, a, a better attack to help their offensive line and get the ball out quickly and not ask them to deal with this penetration constantly they have to take advantage of that in some way to relieve that pressure that's in the run game but in the past game it's all about Trey Hendrickson stopping his rush helping Andre Dillard Andre Dillard has allowed six sacks this year that is double the next closest offensive tackle double yeah I mean yeah. It, it like he got destroyed by Miles Garrett last week and a lot of it was Tim Kelly the offensive coordinator for the Titans is not giving proper help and they're trying to do different things where they have two tight ends on one side and slide the protection and let the two tight ends stop the main rusher and do all these. And then you only have three people out in routes. It's just not a feasible plan. So the Titans have to help Andre Dillard and they have to have adjustments based on what they put on tape last week that will allow them. Because did you guys see the viral clip of Miles Garrett running back and forth mm -hmm. between the center and the offensive tackle and the Titans tight ends going back and forth to follow him and the Titans get a delay a game? have to call a timeout. Yeah. They have to adjust off that because the Bengals are going to see that the Bengals saw that stuff first. So once they see it reaffirmed on the tape from last week, they're just going to do it even more. So the Titans better have adjustments to help their poor offensive line, especially their lowly left tackle, Andre Dillard. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a huge factor in this game because if you're the Titans, you obviously want to do what you've wanted to do in all of these matchups. Get Derrick Henry going get him free at the line of scrimmage so he can pick up some steam. And when you have DJ reader and even Mike Hilton blitzing off the edge, you know, this Bengals defense has found a way to keep him in check and not allow him 
yeah. to take over. Which is why it's it, time to move on, which is why yeah. the Titans need to quit that, load the box, get eight yeah. in there, Derrick Henry, Hamram, it's done. It's over. They have to move past that. And this week, they need more shotgun runs, more Tajay Spears, more ways to help their offensive line and to throw the ball with efficiency on early down. So you're a hundred. You're right. That's what they've wanted to do. But if they keep trying to do it, they will lose and lose and lose. Yeah. I well, I, I think that's it. Right? Is can you get to Tannehill so that they don't have a new wrinkle on offense and, and try to lean in on Henry. Mm-hmm. And, and go that route for some turnovers. All of those things have worked. Mm-hmm. But the biggest matchup to me, I'm going to flip it. And it's because there's the most valuable calf in NFL history is going to be on the on the field. And so right. can the Bengals keep Burrow clean? And they dropped back 50-plus times last week on Monday night, 49 throws. It was a lot. And I, I think we know what this offense is going to be. They're going to run a lot of shotgun. Uh, they'll run it when they need to. Joe Mixon had 19 carries the other night and, and was pretty pretty good, I think, and had the 14-yard touchdown and continues to run hard. So that, to me, keeping Burrow upright, keeping him clean, not letting Jeffrey Simmons and that Titans defensive front just get to him mm-hmm. and, and get to Burrow and disrupt what the Bengals want to do offensively because their margin for error, if it's going to be this dink-and-dunk offense that isn't pushing the ball down the field, it's just not there. One drop derails a drive. A sack derails a drive. A tackle for loss, it makes it really, really hard to sustain drive. So the margin for error, like I said, is not there, and it starts, I think, in the trenches, keeping Burrow upright and, and making sure there aren't many negative plays on offense. Yeah, we'll I have like to- a panic attack when you explain that stuff, James, because that's what the Titans' offense has been for 25 years since I've been a fan. I'm just like – writhing in pain as you say those things with like flashes of red everywhere but you're 100 percent right sorry jake but i just oh man that was triggering really it's a hard way to live and and we've <laughs> yes. seen it in cincinnati with andy dalton at times as well they get behind the chains they can't get they can't overcome that with joe burrow they've been able to and there are even examples where burrow clearly not at 100 not able to plant that back leg can't complete passes on a third and 18 to an open jamar chase that we're very used to seeing Joe Burrow complete. And I think that's the big question is can they put push the ball downfield with Joe Burrow with a really good interior? The Nico Autry, we cannot forget on that mm-hmm. Titans defensive front. Very, very good player. Not as worried about the edges this week, but the interior for the Bengals offensive line will need to play better. If you had to isolate one player, though, Tyler, as we're talking about Joe Burrow and Trey Hendrickson on the Bengals side of things, who is the one most important player that can help the Titans win this game? Christian Fulton, cornerback. So far this year, he's played in two games. When you target Christian Fulton right now, a perfect, a perfect 158.3 passer rating. That's when you target good. Christian Fulton. Last week against Amari Cooper, he allowed four targets, four catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. Should have been 150 yards and a second touchdown because Amari Cooper was not out of bounds and was ruled out of bounds on a play that you guys might have saw. Um, The Mm -hmm. Browns kind of got jobbed on that one, but hey, NFL officiating happens on both sides every week. Um, So Christian Fulton going against Jamar Chase because last week, at least from my perspective, uh, my my trained eye here, it just looked like, hey, find Jamar Chase. He's going to get open quick enough to where I can get this ball out of my hands. Well, even if you know it's coming with Jamar Chase, can you stop it? I don't know if Christian Fulton can Really, if Christian Fulton is the version of Christian Fulton we saw against Amari Cooper last week, then the Titans, even if their pass rush is good, is I mean, we saw the Titans sack Joe Burrow nine times in a game and the Bengals won. 
So Jeffrey Simmons could have 10 sacks on his own. And I still think the Bengals win the game because the Titans can't cover and Christian Fulton can't cover Jamar Chase. So if Christian Fulton has an insane day and guards Chase well, the Titans have a shot. But if not, there's nothing they can do, even if Jeffrey Simmons is superstar X factor all game. And we'll see Let's get- what the Bengals do with Jamar Chase, moving him around a ton <laughs> right. in week three. Coming up next, we'll get to what needs to go right outside of Christian Fulton covering Jamar Chase for each of these teams to win and get some score predictions before we get out of here. We'll finish the show there next. All right, guys, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy football made easy. I'm not kidding you. You can make your entry in less than 60 seconds. And if you win, you can win up to 25 times your money. Here's all you have to do. You look at the prize picks projections. You're not playing against a bunch of pros, a bunch of sharks, a thousand bots. It's just you against the projections. Prize picks is going to say Patrick Mahomes, two passing touchdowns, Travis Kelsey, 50 receiving yards, Jamar Chase, 100 receiving yards. And all you do is say whether that player is going to have more or less than what prize picks says. It literally could not be easier than that. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk about what needs to happen for these football teams to win. And Tyler, you just talked a lot about Christian Fulton, so I'm going to take the pulpit for the Bengals side here to start. James, what needs to go right for the Cincinnati Bengals to go on the road in Nashville for the third straight time with the limitations we've discussed on Locked On Bengals and win this Mm -hmm. game? Well, the blueprint is is going to be the same, I think, week to week. And, and certainly a team like the Titans, Zach Taylor on Wednesday, saying that this is just like an AFC North matchup because it's going to be extremely physical. You have a team that likes to run the ball, even though Tyler might not want to see that with Derrick Henry as much and spread it out a bit more. But I think that that's, um, that's the key, is, is forcing multiple turnovers like you did on Monday night making the Titans one-dimensional and pressuring Ryan Tannehill. And we've seen it. We saw it in the divisional round a few years ago. That blueprint certainly works against this Titans offense. Can you continue that? And and if you can, then I think you're going to put your team in a, a really good position because you trust that Joe Burrow can make good decisions, even if the offensive line isn't able to protect at the level that they did on Monday night. And I think they should be able to. We'll see. But you expect Joe Burrow to to make the right decisions. And that's why he's out there, even though he's at less than 100%. So 
we know the blueprint defense it's probably going to be ugly low scoring that's uh, a hint at what my prediction will be i'm not expecting any 70 point outbursts uh even between both teams combined it, you might be able to multiply it by two and just barely touch 70 so i i think that this could be a low scoring ugly game for offensive standards it might not show up on nfl red zone much on sunday uh, at the same time uh, i think the bengals are comfortable playing that way and are going to have to play that way a bit if they are going to to win, keep their head above water, and get to 500. Titans perspective, Christian Fulton aside, what else needs to go right for the <laughs> Titans to win? Pass well, the ball, right? I mean, obviously as part of that, Christian Fulton has to play. But, you know, Jeffrey Simmons in the pass rush obviously has to factor. They have to get Burrow to the ground. They missed five sacks on Deshaun Watson last week. Um, made him look like Hercules out there. It was it was. Pretty disappointing for what you expect from the Titans pass rush, which is by far the best part of their roster and of their team. So they got to play better and they got to get Burrow on the ground and Burrow won't be anywhere near as mobile as, as Watson was, obviously. So they got to get get to Burrow, um, but the, the, the secondary has to do enough to allow that to even matter and cover early. Uh, that's why I think the Titans need to play a bunch of tight press, man. I know it up mm-hmm. opens up opportunities to go downfield. But I think that's the only advantage that you have is Burroughs hurt. And it's not just that he wants to get the ball out quickly. He may not want to put as much pressure on that calf as he needs to to launch one deep and make those velocity throws downfield into the sideline. So you have to try. Uh, I think you press, you bring pressure, you force him to get the ball out immediately and play tight and hope to disrupt timing. On the offensive side of the ball, yeah, line up and shotgun, run Tajay Spears, use the Titans like to do zone, this and that. I want to see traps. I want to see whams with the tight end. I want to catch an aggressive defense coming up field too far. I want to be able to have Tajay Spears in the backfield and toss the ball out to him and all those defenders that are trying to crash inside to stop the inside zone. I want to use that against them and 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 go around them. I want the Titans to do that. Uh, that will allow them to throw the ball more. I think running the ball with Tajay Spears and throwing the ball with Derrick Henry on the field, that is what the Titans need to do more of. So. Yeah. Are, yes. are you sure you want to keep Tajay Spears in Nashville and he can't just come back with the Bengals? Are you sure? <laughs> right, right. No, it's it's funny because a lot of Titans fans were unhappy with the pick early oh, because really? of the medical concerns. And I'm like, the harsh reality here is you don't keep a running back more than about four years anyway in today's NFL. After you're going to draft another one by then. So I wouldn't worry about long-term ACL issues. The guy's explosive, but yeah, I just think you need an explosive running back on a good team with a good offensive line. Derek Henry's the better running back on a team like the Titans with a bad offensive line. Tajay Spears is the better running back because he can get out of pressure, hitting him in the backfield and Derek Henry needs that runway. So for me, it's all about breaking your tendencies against it. Like Jake said, against a team that knows you very, very well, the Titans need to come out and look totally different because even a good game in the version that people expect from the Titans doesn't beat this Bengals team. We have learned that countless times. So be different and on offense, challenge them. Be more aggressive, not less aggressive because you're scared. That That's the only, to buck what the Titans normally would do in this matchup is the only thing they can do to win it, is to not be themselves. So I don't taking- know if they will. You mentioned taking aggressive, taking advantage of aggression as well. We've seen, I think, every team the Bengals have played this year hit them with a reverse or some sort mm-hmm. of misdirection and hit a big mm-hmm. play or two off of that mm-hmm. reverse. So that opportunity will be there. The Bengals have not cleaned it up. 
I guess they stopped one. So we'll see if we see that again this week as well. We saw trick plays from the Titans in week one against the Saints. They were wide open and Tannehill missed them. That's just mm. the truth. They didn't do any of that in week two and week three. And I think that week two, everyone says week one's a liar. Week two was a liar. The Titans offense got high on itself and didn't think they needed those tricks because they played the Chargers bad defense. They do. So if that's something that the Bengals have been vulnerable to, the Titans absolutely have to try to hit a couple of those trick plays, gadget plays, or whatever this week. I think that opportunity will be there. That'll be something to watch on Sunday. James, let's get some score predictions going here. You you hinted at it very strongly, maybe more than a hint. You spoiled it a little bit. What's your score prediction this weekend? No, because I actually expect more points than we got on Monday Night Football. So there you go. I, I think it'll be a tight one. It's going to be physical. I still think the Bengals, the, the pressure's on the Bengals. It's, it's weird because these two teams – one in the Titans, it just feels like it's inevitable that they're going to go in a certain direction, even if they were able to, to win Sunday. And I certainly think they're capable, mm-hmm. but I, you, you hear Tyler over there. I, I don't think that they're, they're thinking they can make a run at the AFC title game. And so the pressure is still on the Bengals to keep their head above water, stay mm-hmm. afloat. I think they're comfortable playing in Nashville. You're right. Third straight year. I think that matters. And they find a way to get it done behind this defense. Joe Burrow makes just enough uh, enough throws, enough plays on offense. Joe Mixon continues to run hard. We know what Jamar Chase brings. And T. Higgins, well, he likes Nissan Stadium a lot. That's his home state. He loves playing there. I think he has a pretty good game as well. Bengals find a way uh, and win by a touchdown, 23-16. to 16. Tyler, are you close? Uh, I, I am not. I am not close to that, but it's the opposite direction of what Titans fans certainly will want to hear. I think the truth is right now with this offensive line, the off- the, the entire offense is disjointed. Um, I think that the Titans have played some excellent, excellent defenses, but the Bengals are an excellent defense against the Titans. Um, so I, I, I just think the Titans have, have struggled against the Bengals for a long time now. There's something there that just – is not going to be broken, and um, I have more faith in Joe Burrow to figure out the Titans quicker than the Titans can figure out the Bengals. So I think it's going to be 24-6. to six. Uh, I think the Bengals' offense really generates about 17 points, but a, uh, a defensive turnover uh, sets the, the Bengals up for another, an extra easy touchdown in this one. So I'm going to go 24-6. to six. I think it's probably 10-6, to six, uh, 13-6 at halftime. And it looks like the Titans have a chance, but then the third quarter, uh, where the Bengals really clamp down, I think I think the Titan there will be some distance there. So I'm gonna go 24 to six Bengals. Sounds like a game script the Bengals would love. That's going to do it for this episode of Crossover Thursday. For more on this matchup, check out check out Locked On Bengals with James and myself, Jake Lisko, on the Locked On Bengals channel or Locked On Titans with Tyler for that perspective. And that's going to do it for Crossover Thursday. Thanks for listening on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.